Hello all and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over the details that make our world richer. I'm your personal brain trainer, Cameron Buzard-Jamari, and today I'm joined by a very special co-host, Samantha Spears. Sam, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Samantha Spears. Hello. She is not a robot, I promise. (laughs) So, Sam, today's episode is going to be about a very interesting piece of technology I think we both love because of Futurama. Can you guess what it is? Ooh. Hmm. Let's see. Is it a time machine? Close. It's the smelloscope. <gasps> I'm not going to make you guess. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> so, the smelloscope. Can you tell me how a smelloscope is supposed to work? Well, the smelloscope's supposed to work in that, in the name, you can smell whatever you're looking at. So you can pinpoint it at distant planets or distant asteroids, and then put your nose on the little nozzles and smell what they smell like. I'm all trying right. to remember all the jokes that they had of what the different planets smelled like. Actually, that's perfect because, funny enough, I do have a list of all the different things they smell. And they smell... Look at you doing your homework. Okay, it's not what they smelled like because it's always like some hilarious joke about like, that smells like tachyon emissions or some bizarre thing. But they're smelling like time <laughs> distortions and gravitational distortions and just space distortions and the periodic part. But the smelloscope, credited to have been invented by the late and great future creator Hubert J. Farnsworth, was in fact bunk. It can't like it can't exist. And I'm going to ruin this for you real fast. Just so I can tell you about another hilariously great thing that the smelloscope does in fact exist, just not the way they describe it. Oh well well, now, see, first you dash my dreams, but now you've raised them up. <laughs> you've dashed my dreams quite thoroughly, sir. <laughs> Is that what the little tiny Timmy robot says? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, here's the setup. You know how we smell, right? Um, yes, like I believe a, we you're do. You're like a really smart person. You're smarter than me, at least. So, do you want to tell us how we smell? Well, no, now I'm questioning it. <laughs> well, I smell... Yeah, I smell pretty good. I'll say that much. But... The way you smell is you breathe air in through your nose, and there's small little olfactory receptors in your nose that what are known as, um, and let me consult my notes real fast because it's a crazy word. Uh, I believe they're literally called odorants. So odorants are quite literally smell molecules. They're molecules that our noses are tuned to identify. And our noses have 128 distinct different odorant receptors. So each smell has to bind to a different odorant receptor just like how light waves had to go to one of three different like cones in your eyeball. The human nose can detect a variety of odorants together that some scientists, specifically the ones I'm pulling from this Science Mag article, estimate is up to, like the human nose can distinguish a trillion different smells, supposedly based on just the math of the olfactory receptors in our nose and the fact that there are 128 distinct ones. Yeah. That's not surprising. Oh, uh, see, she already knew this. She could have given us a dissertation about <laughs> no, 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 this. No, 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 I'm saying this. Anyway. Just based on how many, like, receptors there were, that wasn't... Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, continue. I guess the math makes sense. Let me do... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's do, what is it, like, 2 to the 128th or something? No, actually, they point out it's, like, a typical smell. It's, like, 10 odorants together. Oh. But the problem there is the smell has to come from the source to your nose. So don't think too much about what it means when you smell a fart. But uh, the, the point here is that smell has to come from somewhere. 
and it goes in your nose and then your nose does all the little magic of turning that into neurological impulses that go into your brain and then the best part is your brain actually interprets those smells and your sense of smell is actually tightly bound to memory because you don't actually have like like colors are constantly coming into your eyes and the feeling of touch on your skin is constantly just from your skin but smell has this weird place in the brain that makes it tightly bound to memory because we don't actually we don't actually have a way to directly associate a smell with a specific thing we usually associate it with an experience because that's where that smell comes from yeah this this actually makes a lot of sense i don't know if you've ever had very strong memories attached to things you're smelling like you smell some kind of food and it's brought back to when you cooked it or when you had it when you were younger or even like I don't know how my clothes smell. I can tell when they're in the cl- in uh, the drawer for a long time. It just smells like the detergent I use, like the mixture of it and exactly. smells of home. It's weird. It's, I think that's actually an excellent way to describe it because that is the fundamentals of smell and how it's bound to our minds. But this kind of goes back to my point, which is a smell has to come from a source. And a there are like two problems with the smell scope. The first is that light has to travel. Okay, sorry. If something's one light year away, that means that light had to travel for an entire year before we could see it. So we're always seeing that thing a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you wanted to jump in with your cool thing before we got rudely interrupted. Oh, sorry. I thought that was still in the recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, before we were interrupted, I made a point there and that, oh, and that makes sense because smell has to travel a long distance. So the smelloscope obviously makes no sense because how would the smell particles get to earth from especially in a year's time and also just that distance like if you think about it i think smell might actually be it might be the fourth slowest sense so the fastest is light yes followed by sound followed by touch because you can feel a breeze move over you but smell like by the time that breeze hits you might not be when the smell hits you well and smell is regulated of course by your breathing and then taste like, I don't think taste really counts here. So it's the fourth fastest smell. There's the fourth fastest sense of smell. Yeah, that would be a wild taste. I mean, a wild taste. That'd be a wild test of let's have your hand out here and your tongue protruding out and let's see what you record fastest. I'm going to take this fan. I'm going to put it behind this pie. Open your mouth and tell me when you can taste it. Yes. <laughs> but that's another point is that your sense of taste is actually very dull. You can basically only taste, I think it was like sour, sweet, bitter, um, salty and quote unquote umami. Umami, yeah. Yeah, umami. Savory, basically. Yeah, but like all the richness of flavor actually comes from your sense of smell. So when your nose mm-hmm. is plugged up, you don't smell any. Like you don't taste that same richness. And actually, if your smell is damaged, then your taste is lessened. Yeah, I, I think that's my problem. I don't actually have a great sense of smell. I think we've been over this. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> so I guess let's do a quick recap, which is, first of all, smell scope's cool, but it... F- like, I know it's sci-fi, but, it, like, it's kind of hard to make it work. That leads us to our next point, which is smell. You literally can only smell when the particles from the thing get to you. So, in order to smell Uranus, I tried to do it, but, um, but there's no way for me to do that in this situation. <laughs> what was... Oh, I love the joke. Uh, it's no longer called Uranus. It's called Erectum. <laughs> <laughs> Just so people would favorite. stop making fun of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... You'd think at this point, like, all right, so what's the point of the smelloscope at this point? Well, it turns out that the government has a very important use for an actual real-world smelloscope. 
So I'm going to give you a little background on what the actual smelloscope is. Ooh, I've been waiting for this. All right. So according to this Mental Floss article, because I'm too lazy to go do a lot of homework, <laughs> there is a real-world smelloscope. And it's called the Nasal Ranger because that's the most creative name you can come <laughs> the up The Nasal Ranger? I guess that's the next one on the list. <laughs> if you look at the, like, chalkboard of smelloscope, the Nasal Ranger, then I guess the Nosomatronic 5000? The Nosemagos. The Nosema goes. Oh my god, why isn't it called that? Okay, the Nasal Ranger featured on an episode of Modern Marvels called the Stink Episode because of course they had that episode. I encourage people to go check it out. It's actually pretty great. Basically, people go to smell school to learn how to smell so that they can be trained to use a Nasal Ranger. Wow. Uh, all right, that's uh, that's the weirdest one of the weirdest trade programs I think I've ever heard of. So yeah, and continue. For, I, I'll find oh, a way to share. Oh, that photo! Yeah, oh. I'll just find a way to share it for you. But we're looking at a photo of a nasal ranger, and it's quite literally the world's most intense-looking man looking down the barrel of a telescope that's plugged into his nose instead of his eyes. It's a very weird clown. So let me let me explain what's going on here. Is the nasal ranger works by helping you identify the intensity of a smell empirically what you'll see is this telescope has these two cylinders on the sides those are actually um i think they're called carbon filters that basically take out the smell of a lot of the local air so let's say i'm sitting in a kitchen there are a lot of smells from spices and foods and whatever mm -hmm. and i'm trying to target a specific smell i'm trying to find the source of a specific smell so what it does is it allows me to bring in a bunch of air that is not the smell of the kitchen to help kind of like, it's, it's basically like picking out. So it's trying smell. to filter out all of the background noise smells and get the specific target smell that you want. Exactly. Now right. on the front of the nasal ranger is a dial and the dial has settings that determine the aperture size. They go from two to 500 and that measures the dilution of the smell. Does that make sense? So 500 being it's more diluted, such as there's more smell of it, like more smell particles? Or is it the yeah, other Yeah, it's saying that if I can smell this smell at two dilutions, that means it's very, very mild. And then if I can smell it at 500 dilution, that means that even when a bunch of other smells are present, this smell still sticks out. Mm, and okay. anything above a 15 is considered a nuisance. Now this, this is where things get fun. So, as I mentioned before, this is a device used by the government. Specifically, environmental health departments, wastewater treatment plants, landfill managers, and police departments use this to identify the sources of smells. Police departments? Okay, this is... Thank you. This is going straight. So, like, the other guys, they're using it to figure out where certain smells coming from. Yeah, like, that makes complete sense. Like, I would hope that environmental departments and wastewater treatment centers, all those landfill areas, yeah, trying to make sure you cut down on the smell of landfills. Yeah, perfect sense. Police department? Yeah. Very so, curious. Here we go. Denver, Colorado. They just legalized marijuana. And there's a complaints department that's basically just dealing with the fact that People are complaining about how dank it is outside. <laughs> so government legislators had to figure out how dank is too dank. And they determined Amazing. 
Yeah, they determined if the source of the dankness is seven seven dilutions or higher, then it is too dank and you get a fine. (laughs) And they're literally patrolling the streets, packing these nasal rangers. And like, okay, you think that was great? Get ready. This is the cherry on top. High Times Magazine was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. So they had two of their dudes, two of their reporters, people they paid to investigate the nasal ranger. And of course, you know what's going to happen? They used it to get high. (laughs) They used the nasal ranger to get high. And I guess now they can... Of course they did. (laughs) Actually, if you think about it, this is wild because you could use it to empirically determine at what dilution you get high. I don't think these guys realize it, but they're, they're like borderline scientists. I feel like that'd have to be a lot. I don't know. Although, see, now I'm like, yeah, let's do this experiment. Like, that's the bad thing. I shouldn't be advocating this. Yeah, I'm not. For listeners, for listeners at home, we do not advocate that you smoke marijuana if it is legal in your area. And we don't plan on testing this theory. Period. Especially so, not with a smelloscope. I don't think I can even afford one of those. So anyway, to recap. Recap, the the Futurama Smelloscope, obviously an amazing, beautiful piece of sci-fi, but it's going to be really hard to make that thing a tangible real-world thing. Yeah, it's not realistic at all. Exactly. Smell, however, makes the normal nasal ranger a very real thing. So, to recap, the way you smell is odorants have to emanate off a source, enter your nose, and your brain is triggered by one of 128 different types of receptors, although you have lots of them, and that makes a smell. But the nasal ranger is the future of law enforcement. They don't need cameras. They don't need microphones. They just need to know how dank it is outside. And I mean, of course, this is like police departments are wasting their time on figuring out, like, smell complaints. Like, is there, is there is, not other crimes happening? This is actually a real problem. So in my hometown, we had the same problem with noise ordinances. Okay, no. <laughs> but really, it's Florida. <laughs> anyway, what happened was there were complaints of noise ordinances in different counties in Florida where they had to come up with a solution of how do you figure out something's too loud. They literally had to determine, all right, first of all, we can set a curfew and anything that's loud enough that I can hear it outside, I'm going to assume is too loud, or we can get nitty gritty, in which case we're going to get actual decibel meters to equip law enforcement with, because hearsay is very hard to prove in court, but if you have a decibel meter reading outside Mm -hmm. on the curb, then you can set specific things. And then this means that legislators have to figure out how many decibels is rocking. Just like how legislators had to figure out how dank is too dank. How many dilutions is too dank? I'd like to be on the committee that decides all these levels. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure they just turned to some sort of government regulation that's in a big book somewhere. That's that's kind of like the beauty of all this is that at the end of the day, we will create amazing gadgets and the government will find ways of making them bizarrely boring. That's, I think, the real takeaway today's episode. And that's it. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yes, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at smallstuffpod, or you can email at us at smallstuffpod at gmail.com. Feel free to leave a comment about how you're liking the show or the small stuff that you're sweating. 
And remember, from movies to media to the world around us, it's details like these that make it worth smelling the roses. Or, <laughs> actually, do you want to do the, the final line? Details like these that make it worth sweating the small stuff. Bye, everyone. Bye.